Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Так, стой. Маска где? Маску где? Стой. Маска где? Маска где? Маску где? Маску где? Сказал. Молодцы. Так, стой. Маска где? Маска где? Маску одень. Маску одень. Good day, Austin, Texas. Live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. That's right. You need to wear your mask. In the United States, you know, we say, hey, please wear your mask. But not some other countries out there, you know what? They say, hey, you're going to wear that mask or else. They're going to beat you like a slave. <laughs> All right, so let's, today I want to talk about the Asian hate. Is that such a thing? Are, are crimes against the Asian community increasing? Well, there was a shooting that took place in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, spa shooting, uh, which the suspect was caught. And looks like uh, this guy, Robert Aaron Long, uh, was, you know, has been, fa well, he's facing a murder charge in the shooting of eight people, six of them Asian women, and to th uh, three Atlanta area spas where this shooting took place on Tuesday. So three different spas this guy went to and, and just carried out this shooting. 
So that wasn't always, you know, this guy was not always a, a, a bad person, apparently. Uh, but he went to high school in Canton, Georgia, and he went by his middle name. He graduated in 2017, kept a low profile. He played the drums, carried a Bible, and attended meetings of a Christian student club outside of school. Uh, he hunted deer. He played video games and traveled with his church youth group. Uh, in an Instagram bio, that social media company, uh, Instagram deleted, uh, summed up. He, he basically, he said, pizza. He liked pizza, guns, drums, music, family, and God. It's a pretty good life. Well, but over the past four years, uh, oh, Robert Aaron Long there, his life turned toward the to, uh, just just really bad. He started uh, college classes and left after one year. He believed he was straying from his faith, telling friends that he was fixated on sex to the extent that he thought he was addicted. His relationship with a girlfriend collapsed after she found out that he frequent massage businesses. And according to his roommate, his bond with his parents frayed. And on the night before the shootings, they threw him out of the house, according to the police. So, is this an isolated incident, or is Asian hate really a thing? What do you think? What do I think? Yeah, what do you think? Um, I mean, like, I, I can't speak on it. I mean, like, <laughs> no, but what I say is, my, my, own, my, my own view on it is I don't see it. There's been, a, like, there's been one, obviously, quite bad instance of, of violence towards Asian people. But I don't necessarily see that there's, um, that's indicative of, like, a, a wider trend that there's, like, uh, widespread persecution of Asian people. But, like I said, we have an Asian person here, and maybe you perhaps like to give your uh, perspective on it. All right, so let's bring it to the conversation. Elmer. Elmer is Elmer Chen. He's, <laughs> he's, our, he's our gunsmith at oh. Central Texas Gun Works. So is, is Asian hate, is that a thing? Just to preface everything, Mike called me this morning and said, hey. I need my resident Asian. What, would you like to speak <laughs> on behalf of 4.5 billion people just because you're also Asian? 4.5 billion. Yeah, I mean, short answer is yes. I mean, there's there's racial hate, and the reason why I can say that is I was born and raised in Texas. I mean, I've lived 33 years of this. I've experienced it on many levels. In the past year, just because I'm in tune with it, there's been a lot of attacks. Um, like an hour ago, I just saw a picture on Reddit. Um, there was an old man all bloodied. Apparently, a 40-year-old dude beat the cra crap. Crap, is that yeah, legal? You, yeah, you're good. Um, you're out safe. of him. And, uh, yeah, that literally just happened. So, you know, it's starting. It has happened. Do you think, um, do you think this is, could be something that uh, the media is kind of, you know, drumming up? Because you know, I always ask media outlets, how come they don't talk about suicides? And they say, well, we don't talk about suicides because then that will create more suicides. Uh, well, you know, they started with this, you know, this narrative. And I, and I think all the media outlets took that narrative. Do you think they're kind of conjuring this up a little bit? Uh, somewhat. I mean, here's a question for everybody in the room. Is anyone familiar with what happened last year in Midland in relation to Asian hate and all that stuff? In Midland, Texas? Yeah. No. I'm not either, no. Nobody? No, unfortunately. Okay, so um, there, were a, there was a family of three Asian Americans. They were at a Sam's Club, and all three of them were stabbed. And it was literally, he said, because of COVID, a China virus, all that stuff. Um, there was a dad, he got slapped, uh, stabbed in the face. The guy ran off, came back, stabbed, uh, his three-year-old son in the back, slashed his six-year-old's, uh, face from, you know, one side to the other. And he explicitly says because he didn't like Asian people because of the China virus. 
And so my question is, like, nobody in this room knew about it. I mean, that's pretty, that's a kind of a big deal, right? If that happened, let's just say in Austin, to anyone who was an Asian or just in general, that, that seems like it's newsworthy, but, like, just wasn't really picked up, you know? Um, did that stop drumming up hate for the Asian American community? I don't think so. Okay. What do you think, Zach? Well, I mean, uh, on that point, you will hear all day long about um, the African Americans that are killed by police, but you will never hear about the white people that are killed by police. Like uh, Tony Timpa. Are y'all familiar with Tony Timpa? You know Tony Timpa? Yeah, I know what that is. You know who he is? Uh, he's the Latin American guy who was killed in a similar fashion to George Floyd. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> White guy. <laughs> uh, I don't believe he was. I thought he was. I thought he was Latin American. I might be. I might be wrong. But I. I thought. I thought he was. Um, he, he definitely wasn't black. But yeah, there's definitely a media bias. Yeah. They oh, want to report. You know what they want to report. Well, that's um, how it goes. Uh, Daniel Hun Kim or whatever the Korean actor who was on Lost. That's. Like what I, I think he was on Hawaii Five O. Uh-huh. He was being interviewed about this subject, um, and I only know about this because I was having a discussion with my neighbor about it earlier this morning. And apparently, um, one of the points he brought up was he kept asking why polls, you know, like voting polls, didn't include Asian Americans, and the response was they're statistically insignificant. So I mean, polls, people trying to get votes, that's kind of a big deal, but they're statistically insignificant in relation to voting polls. So again, just like the minimalization or um, what is it when you like detract from something like trivialize or whatever, you know, uh, something like there's just so much going on last year, right? We had COVID, we had Black Lives Matter, we had so many things going on. Um, Maybe the Asian hate crimes weren't as serious or as often they just got overlooked okay, so could I, can i put it to like a little differently In, could you perhaps give me your view on on this rising asian american hate pre and post covid right so could you perhaps yeah. talk to me about pre like instances of racism that you know or perhaps that you're aware of that happened to other people that sure. happened pre-2019 right. we come back from the break i'll let me answer that question are, are crimes against the asian community increasing well you, you know what the texas roadhouse founder committed suicide so why is the media portraying his death as if he died of COVID-19. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Chloe on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're talking about Asian hate, but you know what? Take a look at this video of the, of the president walking up the stairs. And Vice President Kamala Harris is overlooking, just wondering when her time's going to come. Is it her time? No, not yet. <laughs> All right, so come we're, on, ta- man. <laughs> we're talking about Asian hate today. Uh, is, that a, is, is that a thing? You know, uh, is, is this a legitimate thing? And what do you, what do you say, Elmer? Well, could you repeat your question just in short real quick? Yeah. Right, so are crimes against the Asian community increasing? Go ahead. <laughs> so the, the question I put to you is that, could you just perhaps talk about um, your experiences with perhaps being the recipient of Asian hate? Sure. Like, both pre and post COVID. And like, is it, has it got considerably worse since COVID yeah. or has it been kind of always the same and it's only now just coming to the public consciousness? So I've received Asian hate like in a, like from, you know, just, little bit of prejudice a comment here or there from people i really like and respect or whatever up to uh literally i was on sixth street once with a buddy of mine he was also asian american mm-hmm. the two guys they ran up to me this guy was right in my ear he said me and my buddies were looking to beat up some asian guys tonight okay yeah and that was pre-chl i wasn't 21 i always kept the metal pin on me i pulled out my pen i looked him up and down you know and so stuff like that happened quite regularly mm-hmm. um so you know that let's just say that's pre-covid right i can't really speak too much post-covid because i've been doing the whole stay at home thing um but anytime i have left people just look at you ever so slightly differently you know you know just a little bit of I, I don't go to the gun shop much anymore but the couple of times i have been you know i walk through everybody looks at me you know, I've I've worked there for years and years and years. It's just a different look, you know. I think that, you know, because the reason we're wearing this mask is because of you. What? Kind oh. Of, kind of feeling? Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, again, if for some reason the Chinese government, you know, was running a slave camp of scientists to create COVID-19, what does that have to do with the Chinese people? They're just as oppressed as everybody else, right? Yeah, so, um, what, 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 I, what I, I believe, like, in that instance, there's, like... You, you, in that sphere, you saying that like, what, what has the Chinese people done in return, in terms of, um, 
like if if hypothetically if covid was say man made mm-hmm. why why is it like the rest of the chinese people would be to blame oh exactly like if kim jong il pressed a button and nuked somewhere the oppressed starving people of north korea would you attack one of those people you know he, they have nothing to do with kim jong il's actions and then you remove that further as asian american i was born and raised in texas you know, people say I'm the most country person they met. I just happen to be Asian as well, right? And so, again, what does that have to do with us? You know, I don't know anything about China. I've been there once, and I was completely, I was, you know, fish out of water. So, again, what would that have to do with me personally other than the color of my skin? Was well, you know, there's actually another factor that uh, I think is more likely for why you feel like there's more uh, hate against the Asian American community. And that's because Asian Americans are the most educated demographic in America. They have the highest income. So they're the most successful. Sure. You know, so we can... that could be just jealousy. Yeah. Know? I mean, we can talk about the model minority situation. And, and I think a big contributing factor is we've all been stuck at home for a year. When we go out, we can't hug our friends, can't have a drink, you know, unleash and all that. There's a lot of frustration. Uh, We're not at the end of it, and we won't be, even with these vaccines. If you want to vent and channel your frustration at a certain thing, and you really can't because this is worldwide, maybe it's China invented this virus, 5G, whatever. Oh, yellow person associate, let me take out my anger at something, you know, in relation to that. Uh, Finishing my thought from earlier. As far as Asian Americans, Chinese American, China virus, Asian Americans, there are dozens of countries in Asia. There are 4.5 billion people. There's only 7.5 billion people in the world. We comprise 4.5. I don't know anything about any other countries. I don't know that well. I'm Taiwanese. I look Chinese because, again, it's the same peoples, but we're basically, we've been in a Cold War with uh, China since the beginning. You know, so I'm the complete opposite of a Chinese person. Um, So, you know, people don't understand that difference. I'm getting off topic here. Um, No, but you're just saying you're just showing how ignorant some people are. Oh, exactly. So I tell people I'm Taiwanese and they go, I love Thai food. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, that's great. Number one, that's Thailand. I don't know anything about Thailand. You know, I'm from Taiwan. You don't know about this country. Right. (laughs) And number two, you know, what is you liking? you know, Kung Pao chicken have to do with me, right? (laughs) If you tell me you're Irish, I go, oh, sweet, I love Spanish food. Isn't that just, like, really confusing, you know? It's just a completely different thing. So, yeah, there's a lot of misunderstanding. We are statistically insignificant, but we are, like, such a varied people in the world. Again, more than half the world is Asia. People just haven't been able to put their brains towards understanding, starting to learn, including myself. I don't know a lot about all the different Asian countries, all that good stuff. Asian people are some of the most racist people I've ever met against other Asian countries. You know, they look down upon every other countries like Chinese people and Japanese people Like you can't have them in the same room, you know, especially the, uh, the boomer generation or whatever. It won't work out well, you know, because there's a history of Japanese people throwing Chinese baby in the air and catching them with a katana in world war two. Right. So again, if you don't know all of that, you know, Asian history, which there's so much of, and you're just basing 
your thoughts and actions on, oh, well, COVID started there. Kung flu, the leader of the country called it Kung flu, the Wuhan virus, China virus. Yeah, okay. I don't like Asian people. Like, that's, people hate things they don't know and don't understand. People hate guns because guns are scary in the movies, right? <laughs> and so it's, it's the same thing, right? People don't like people from the Middle East because they wear something on their head. I don't know. I mean, there's so much the Middle East. I don't know half of it. But so again, you hate what you don't understand. This happens to correlate with COVID because that was where it originated. You know, Chinese people eat weird, weird stuff. And yeah, there's someone to blame there, you know. So, but at the end of the day, what does that have to do with me? Yeah. And the people who don't like you because of the coronavirus coming from Asia, those are people that are just kind of so stupid that how are you going to convince them? of anything right? it's the next thing it's that progression oh chemtrails the earth is flat 5g illuminati china virus you know they don't they do your own research do your own research is basically looking at an image meme image on facebook like is that your research you know so again yeah exactly what you said now janice says the bigger issue in this is human trafficking is anyone asking why all these Asian women plus others are working in the sex industry? Absolutely, right? That's a huge problem. But what does that have to do with what we're talking about today, Asian hate? I would love for us to address uh, human trafficking from Asian countries and others. But again, today is we're not talking about that. That's not the issue at hand. Um, yeah, if you want to have me come on and talk about that later, I, w- I would like to. I'd love to. I'm from Houston. That's the Asian sex trafficking cap- capital of the world. All right. And then Thomas says, hey, Zach, you never hear of the number of blacks murdered by other blacks, but let a cop kill a black, we never hear the end of it. Well, the media doesn't talk about that, right? They do talk about the, uh, the what is it, 19 blacks that are unarmed, killed by police each year, though. So it's all about that media bias. The media has bias and I mean, they're flagrant about it. There is bias, but there is also, you know, what's hot, what's an interesting topic right now. And then the way in which George Floyd died and was killed, you know, okay, let's bring, you know, these other similar cases, let's bring those to light. You know, I'm sure if something really tragic happened to a white person, not when Black Lives Matter was such a big deal, because you and I, we were talking earlier, there's a lot of videos of just white people getting killed completely unnecessarily. That, again, just wasn't at the top of the news because of George Floyd. Um, but I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? I don't know, but uh, Al says, hey, Thomas, you never heard of the number of whites <laughs> murdered by other whites and the number of Asians murdered by other Asians? Right. Well, the number of Hispanics mur- murdered by other Hispanics. Again, I think that's such, a, that's such a deflection. That's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about asian hate whether it's white people asian people i just said asian people are the most racist against other asian people i've ever met by far by a huge factor because they actually understand some of these countries that what makes them hate and this other hate we're talking about is from not understanding i think i think it's interesting that you say like you never hear about xx or xy right it's like I think we're all acutely aware of the fact that black people kill black people in far higher numbers than whites kill blacks or white cops kill blacks, right? 
but it's just the fact that, that the media don't want to cover it. I don't think there's any debate. I think if you could go to you could go to the most liberal part of California and say, what do you think is more white cops killing blacks or blacks killing blacks? And we'll all agree on it. Like it's the elephant in the room. But it's just that the media doesn't cover it. I don't think that's in, like, again, that's not like a conspiracy or a cover up. It's just the elephant in the room. Yeah. There's right. only so much mental bandwidth us as a society have for these kinds of things. And it's so much. It's so overwhelming. We can only focus on kind of what's at hand at any given time. That's what I think about far as like the media bias otherwise you'd have to report on almost everything like we can talk about chicago and black on black crime that would take a long time all right we're talking about asian hate the texas roadhouse founder committed suicide so why is the media portraying his death as he as if he died of covid19 this is michael cargill and you are listening to come and talk it this is Brittany glaze and i get my global gun news from michael cargill on come and talk it Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. The city has been hit with sort of a trifecta of events that brought tourists to Florida. And yet the Super Bowl... President's Day weekend, now spring break. The larger crowds we've learned have resulted in more than 900 arrests and the seizure of 80 firearms. We know of at least 50% of those arrested reside outside of Florida. So what is your message to people now perhaps eyeing a summer vacation in Florida? Well, listen, we're, we're always going to be one of the best destinations 
in the world, frankly, because we have so much to offer, and that's probably why people are coming. But right now, if you're coming here uh, because you've been uh, pent up and you want to let loose or you think anything goes, please don't come here. We will. We have, we have uh, extra police everywhere. We're going to arrest people, who, and we have been. Uh, we're going to keep order because that's the first job of a, uh, of a city government is to keep order, and we've got to do that. So if you're coming here to go crazy, go somewhere else. We don't want you. All right, so, man, Florida, 900 arrests, like 300 were, the, were felonies. Um, 80 firearms have been confiscated, and they had to call it uh, just a state of an emergency because of spring breakers, because uh, uh, they don't want the spring breakers to be able to, you know, to go out, into the, go out on the beach. What do you guys think about that? It's spring break. People have been locked up for a whole year. You know, what's wrong with them going out? Break. And let me remind everybody about the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights is the first 10 amendments of the Constitution. It spells out Americans' rights in relation to their government. It guarantees uh, civil rights and liberties to the individual, like freedom of speech, press, and religion. It sets rules for due process of law and re reserves all powers not delegated to the federal government, to the people, or the states. And it specifies that the enumeration, there we go, in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny and disparage others retained by the people. The First Amendment says, the First Amendment provides several rights protections to express ideas through speech and the press to assemble or gather with a group to protest or for other reasons and to ask the government to fix problems. It also protects the right to religious beliefs and practices. And it prevents the government from creating or favoring a religion. What's wrong with spring break? I think banning it is just the stupidest thing ever. I mean, ba banning it is just stupid. It's just a Streisand effect. Like, if you think, if you've got, imagine you're a college guy, right? You're 21 years old, and some cop is telling you you can't go out and party, and you're in a random town with like 10 of your best friends. It's going to make it even more exciting to go out. No one's going to abide by it. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. What do you think, Elmer? I mean, spring break. You ever go to down the South Padre Island or, or, or what is that other place down in, in Texas, the nasty beaches they have in South Texas? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's the same feeling of, <laughs> hey, we haven't done anything. I want to, you know. For a whole drink. year. Yeah, I want to go drink. I want to see some skin. Yeah. Both sexes. Yeah. But does it make it right? Like, I want to thank and, and just make a note of appreciation. Everybody who's been wearing their masks, socially distancing, uh, foregoing, you know, seeing loved ones, friends, and all that right. for at least a year. All of those actions might have saved one life. Your actions might have saved one life. And for that, it would have all been worth it. And again, I just want to... I mean, I would completely disagree with that. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Not, none, of the, none of the reactions of the coronavirus has been justified, even if it saves one life. Well, we can disagree on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I think we could. I mean, like I said, I, I think... There's only so long it becomes rational to keep people in the house. I think we're long, long past that. I think we're almost at exactly two years to the day where we had this, um, you know, two weeks to slow the spread, quote unquote. And now we're 52 weeks in and we're still really not knowing much better, to be honest with you. There's still a large corpus of people who still want the mass mandate to be reinstated. So I think that, no, this, this, the reaction has been completely stupid and there's absolutely no relationship between reality and our reaction to coronavirus. Absolutely. Um, but my thought is that just the first mask mandate, Everybody was already against it. People didn't follow it. That's probably why it failed. So our continued effort of half masking, half social, it's just going to be longer and longer and longer. You know, so if we at all try to abide by that initially and earlier, 
we might six but with, with, with all due respect though, with all due respect you're wearing a mask right now yeah. and if if someone in this room had an asymptomatic case of covid mm-hmm. you know we're but we both relatively intelligent people like that mask is going to provide quite um you know questionable uh like kind of safety precautions right so i do like what what's the effectiveness of wearing a mask so I mean, or especially in this instance, sure, we can go in all of the different nuances, science, uh, statistics. Like we just won't figure it out between you, yeah. you and I. I believe they're effective on some level, and if they're not, I did not go through great pains of just doing this. We're in a closed room. We've got five people. It's a small room. I mean, it it wasn't hard. But like, if if say say hypothetically, I, I put you in the next room there, and I said in that room next door, a man has Ebola, and I said you go in there with your mask. And you sh- again, is your own. Like you know, be, like number you one, said, I wouldn't. Protect. Number yeah, but two, so, so if you wouldn't, then why then are you perfectly willing to risk contracting COVID in a room here? Like if you don't believe that this is an effective preventative measure, right? So, so two things there, right? I wouldn't go into that Ebola guy's room. Okay, but, but why? if I but if I had to, no, but why? Uh, if I had to, mm-hmm. and the option is mask and no mask, I'd wear a mask. You know? Yeah, I know, but but I, I think you misunderstood the kind mm-hmm. of the, the uh, yeah. I was going to answer the question. second part. Like, um, it, it's the same thing as what you're talking. about, What we've all been doing, right? It's been a year of like I haven't talked to anybody in a real conversation in a social setting in a long time. I wanted to do it too. Yeah. And this subject of Asian American hate is important enough for me to risk it. You know? Yeah. Well, no, no. Like I said, I think, like I said, I, I just question that. If you think masks are effective, then the the follow the dot 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 from that is then why would you not go into the room with the Ebola person? Do you know what I mean this? This is this is me kind of use a thought experiment well, it, it's to explain thing. how stupid this, this if, policy if, is. If seatbelts are effective, then why don't no, you that, that's, drive no, crazy the, the, fast? That, that's, that's not that's not what we're doing. That's not the, the question we had. Is the question is if this is a preventative measure to right. prevent you from contracting this airborne disease. Why is it that this mask protects you against one, but not the other? No, no, no masks aren't 100% effective. Okay, so we we're have, making progress. We, yeah, we have, we have doctors treating people with COVID, mm-hmm. and they contract COVID and die. Mm-hmm. You know, but then there are plenty of them that don't because they've been taking very serious steps of PPE. I mean, you, you have to understand, I'm the person who, wore, I, I have a full face P100 mask, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, this really does, will protect you from a virus. Mm-hmm. And like nobody took COVID more seriously than me. Um, but it does seem to be like quite uh, an odd reaction. Like this, 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 like wearing a piece of fabric over your face is only going to offer somewhat limited protection, right? And, and if it's limited, that's fine. You know, it, it's better than nothing. Like a seatbelt won't save you in a fifty mile an hour crash from injury, but it helps. But the equivalent question, so Elmer, if you knew that he had corona, uh-huh. would you come in here and do the show? No, again, it's an additional layer of you know safety. So you wouldn't go in there if there was Ebola, and you wouldn't come in here if you knew that he. Had no, that but either. there is a chance, so I'm going to wear a mask. You yeah, know. yeah, but like, but I think that's that's an interesting, like, way of rephrasing the question. But it, it, like, but you're wearing the mask because you, you there's a, there's a risk that you might come into contact with someone mm-hmm. who might be in an asymptomatic case and be like coughing it and spreading the germs, right? Mm-hmm. But as that previous question illustrates that you yourself appreciate that this isn't going to be very effective if you're in a confined space with with this person. So what difference does it make if it's... Well, I disagree with you on the very effective effectiveness, you know, but again... I'm not a medical man, but again, you have a piece of fabric over your face. I don't think that's... Again, I I can't... Do you know what I mean? I'm going to go I'm, back to, you know, it's a piece of rope across your lap, you know, or it's mm. it's an inflatable balloon in your face, the airbag, right? So, yeah. again, we can disagree on that, um, which is fine, but I'm taking my precautions. I think what I'm doing I mean, more power will to you, help. By the way. More yeah. power to you. This is, yeah. this is I think your what freedom. I'm doing, I think you should. You know, I mean. if, 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 if I had a chance or an option, like, hey, would you like to go in a room 
do the radio show today, everyone wear a mask or not. I prefer everybody in masks, but yeah. that's just not how the world works. So, you know, uh, hopefully that answered your question. Yeah, actually, just on the side, I guess. Yeah. What were you going to say? I'm just listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you were going to say something. All right. So uh, I want to talk about uh, the Texas Roadhouse founder, CEO, uh, Kent Taylor. He died at 65 years old. Uh, and he was the founder of Texas Roadhouse. They're, they're based out of Kentucky, I believe. But it was off the theme of Texas, you know, because everything in Texas is big, right? So that's why I, I love Texas Roadhouse. I love the steaks that we get there. Ribs. Yeah. You like the ribs? Oh my God, what is I, that? I love the steak. I love that bone-in steak. Nice, big, thick steak. Well, uh, he actually had tinnitus, and I have tinnitus, you know. So he has tinnitus, and he, he contracted COVID-19, and somehow in conjunction with uh, – Conjunction with COVID and his tinnitus, I guess it got so bad, he actually committed suicide from it. And so the way the media is trying to portray this is as if he, they want to give people the, you know, the thought or the insight or just kind of lead them toward the direction of, hey, he died of COVID-19 without actually saying that's what he did. They're just trying to give people the, you know, lean people to that direction when he actually just, he committed suicide. Um, And so I, I don't know why the media does this. You know, we do this with a lot of different stories. Uh, once they they pick up a story, they roll with it, you know, and you know, and they push people to that that particular narrative, you know. Like I said earlier about suicides, the reason the media don't discuss suicides, you know, we've had a lot of suicides happen in 2020, you know, with uh, COVID 19, social distancing, people having to stay at home, you know, a lot of people have committed suicide, a lot of mental health issues. That's why now when you call 911 in Austin, Texas, they say, hey, do you need uh, fire, EMS, police, or mental health services. So because they, yeah, they. <laughs> yes, go call nine one one and they'll tell you. Hey, do you need do you need, do you need police, EMS? Well, I forget the other one and mental health services. So, uh, be, and we we just don't talk about that. We don't talk about suicides enough. So, Mike, how did you find out that he committed suicide and it wasn't just COVID? I had to read into the story. Yeah, I think that's the thing, right? You got to read, read you, into you it. You read the headline. Not the headline. Right. You got to read into actually, the body so of the story. So that's the problem, right? right? People who are, again, just reading headlines. Right. And your headline can't be as nuanced as, like, he has tinnitus and then COVID and it sucks and then he killed himself. and Man died of COVID complications, right? <laughs> right? Like, okay, if you read the article, you'll see exactly what happened. Right. So that's kind of the thing. Read, Do your research. Don't just article, read the headline. Read get the into article. the meat of the, yeah. the article and get yeah. down to the bottom of it. And all right, so we're talking about that. We're going to talk about more. We're going to talk about Miami. We're going to talk about spring break. We're going to talk about some other shootings. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talking. Peace. This is Maj Touré. You're listening to Come and Talk at Radio with Michael Cargill. a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, Zach is having a heart attack in here. I just got some news. Oh, no, don't repeat that news. <laughs> <laughs> don't repeat that news. That is classified information. Your Sir, secret you, is you safe have, with me, Mike. You have signed an NDA. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I didn't. Stand by. So what he said was... Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. All right, so let's talk about guns. All right, so let's talk some guns. I want to talk about that Ruger Max 9. That's a brand new gun, right, Matt? We got Matt in here from Central Texas Gunworks. He's behind the counter. Hey, yo, hey, yo. A lot of people come into the store to talk to Matthew because Matthew is a wealth of information when it comes to guns. I am known as a firearm nerd for a reason. (laughs) <laughs> so them, here what we got for 2021 first up the ruger max 9 msrp of 499 meaning it's quite reasonable in price but here's what you get tritium fiber optic front sight combo blacked out u-notch rear which means you get really good sight picture 12 plus one capacity you are now at the same capacity as a p365 xl oh and by the way it is optics cut for your red dots I bet you there's a lot less kick than that 365 because 365 has a lot of kick to it. And then to load the magazine of the 365, a lot of people cut their fingers when they're trying to load oh, yeah. that magazine because that oh, yeah. spring no, you still is need so a, hard. You need a speed assist for uh, those P365s. Probably need one for this one too. But, you know, it's not bad. Plus, you have three different options. You have a 10-rounder for your state compliance or if you want that little bit of extra concealability. You have your standard 12-rounder. And then you have what's called the Max Pro. That one has no manual safety for those of you who don't really care for the safety feature of a selector switch. All right. Let's talk about the Shield. Shield? What is that? That's a Shield? Oh, yeah, the Shield Plus. We actually have two of those right now in shop. We had three. One just walked out the door this afternoon. That is a 13-rounder upgraded version of the Shield 2.0. Now, here's the cool thing about that. 13 rounds. Same exact slide width, same exact frame width where the trigger guard is. The only place they upgraded the any of the width is at the base of the grip where that extra bit of magazine goes. All right, so we're talking about the Smith & Wesson Shield, Shield Plus. Plus. Which means all your accessories like your lasers, your lights that would fit the Shield and the Shield 
uh, 2.0 mm -hmm. will actually fit the Shield Plus. Okay, now I'm looking at two different types. I'm looking at one that has uh, has some nice sights on it. Oh, that would be the Performance Center. Okay. The Performance Center, you get some fiber optics, a little bit of a slide cut, or you can go for the Performance Center Extra. Mm -hmm. We didn't have pictures of that one, but that is a 4.0-inch barrel optic cut with red dot installed out the door. Mm. So that is more of a P365XL competitor. We're talking about some gun porn right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. All right, so also you have the uh, the SIG P365X series. I want to know... You know what that is, and I want to know the differences between the 365. So and... you used to have. So here's how it would work. They start off with the 365 standard. This was a 10 round magazine with a 12 round optional extended magazine system. What they then did was they went to the XL and they said, "Well, we'll take that extended magazine and drop in as that as the standard of measure, but we're going to grow that slide out to about four inches for barrel length." Well, a lot of people are like, well, I like the grip height of the XL, but I like the slide length of the standard uh, 365. So what SIG has done is they've gone back to the 365's standard length, the XL's grip height, and dropped a red dot system on it. So it's almost as if it's a, a 43X competitor now. I wonder if they even have a magazine for that. I mean, not a magazine, a holster for it. Uh, they probably do. Or, that's more a, than likely... That's a, a really tall sight. Well, yes, but you can probably use the same Optics Cut 365XLs for that holster because it's the very same frame. Okay. Hmm. And then what's the cost of that? That one, I believe, is right around the $700, $759 mark at this time. Okay. And that's the 365X series. All right. So, and once again, tell me the difference between that and just a regular 365? 365 is just a standard 10-round magazine with a 12-round optional. The X-Series has that 12-round extended as the standard measure with the 15-round optional. Okay. And then this 2020 Waypoint, what is that? I don't oh, even, that I don't was know something. I, that I, I actually saw that the other day in our shop. It was like one of the first ones to come out. It's a full-on carbon fiber stock system. So what that means is the entire frame is carbon fiber. And the barrel is carbon fiber. So for those looking for a lightweight hunting rifle, this is now your platform to go to. You have so much modularity with multiple Magpul furniture option points, a full-on Picatinny rail, plus threaded barrels for suppressors or other muzzle devices. Hmm. Okay. And what's the cost of that? That one, I don't remember exactly, okay. but that is to be determined at this time. But right. we can order any one of these at centraltexasgunworks.com. All right, so once again, the Ruger, what's the cost of that Ruger? $499. for the Ruger Max 9. And then the Shield Plus. Shield Pluses are currently on our shelf for 759 bucks. There are two left, so get them all you can. And then that 365X series. Is it starting that? right around the $700 mark or so? Okay. And the waypoints are yet to be determined. Oh, okay, cool. Man, ooh, some good stuff out there. So, you know, people, go ahead. Thomas Harrison is asking if you still have layaway. Yes. Yes, do. for online orders, it may be that we have require a little bit more in shop for your layaways. If it's in stock on our shelf. All right, so yeah, in short, yes, we do. Now, you know what I want to talk about? Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. You ever want to go to Puerto Rico? Sure, why not? You want to go to Puerto Rico? Yeah, I want to win you want the women? Go woman. Yeah. I want a woman. I wouldn't mind traveling to Puerto Rico just for the fun of it. Yeah. Have see. you thought that through? Can you handle the women of Puerto Rico? 
I just saw um, some Bitcoin guy talking about it and like Googled them and I was like, yeah, it's pretty badass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in Puerto Rico, the question is, can you bring a lawfully possessed pistol on vacation to Puerto Rico? What do you think? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. It's actually. A US yes, you can. Yeah, you actually can. You can actually travel further. You have to go anywhere in the Caribbean. Anywhere. I can't hear you. I found out recently you can actually go anywhere with weapons in the US. You can temporarily export them. Each individual can leave the US with up to three weapons. Yeah, but but we're not leaving the US. Well, I mean, they just go, if you want to travel, I can't hear you. <laughs> if you want to travel there on your own, you could go there. You could leave the. They could like go there via boat or any any other like way. But guess what? You have your Texas license to carry a handgun. So with that Texas license, guess what? It's recognized in Puerto Rico. Uh, uh, you didn't know that, did you? Reciprocity is the right word for That's, that, right? There you go. Reciprocity. Aluminum. Animilium. All right, so Puerto Rico has some of the most restrictive gun laws in the United States prior to 2015. So basically what happened in June of 2015, a local court ruled that Puerto Rico's restrictive gun laws were unconstitutional. And for a brief time, Puerto Rico had no enforceable gun laws. Well, that decision was soon overturned, and local and federal judges later found that Puerto Rico's gun laws were constitutional. However, in recent years, Puerto Rico have become increasingly dangerous, especially after the hurricane wreaked havoc on the territory's infrastructure. So in 2016, Puerto Rico had one of the lowest rates of gun ownership in the U.S., with only 225,000 firearms owned, a rate of just 6.6 guns per 100 people. At the same time, Puerto Rico had a murder rate of almost four times the national average and almost twice the murder rate in Louisiana, which had the highest murder rate of any state. So, more surprisingly, the new laws, basically what it, it says, hey, if you have a license to carry a handgun from your state, guess what? It is now, it's recognized in Puerto Rico. So you can go to Puerto Rico with your LTC and carry there. So practically speaking, then, how does that actually work? So do I like? I'm assuming I don't just mosey on up to the um to the check-in desk with my like with my gun in the holster, right? No, you have to have it in a box with yeah. the ammo in a separate box, right? TSA approved case. The number of uh, holes in that case have to equal the number of locks you install in that case. The gun must be unloaded and secured. Ammunition in the original factory box in a different case, or within that same case, but separate from the gun. Disclaimer, Matt is not an attorney. But he's really smart, and That's that right. sounds right to me. Right. Uh, so Puerto Rico went, went from a May-issue system to a shell-issue system in line with most states, and the sole difference is a minimum age of 21 years old. Uh, the permitting system went from a bureaucratic nightmare costing upwards of 1500 with no guarantee of obtaining a permit to a streamlined system costing $200 for a five-year permit and $100 for a renewal with a guarantee that the qualified people would obtain a license. As of now, the government has 45 days to issue the permit, which will be reduced to 30 days after a year. And this was like 2019, so now it's back to down to the 30 days. And the permit gives the holder uh, to carry a concealed firearm for self-defense purposes. Man, isn't that crazy? I had no idea. And I've gone, I was in Puerto Rico like in 2000, I want to say 2018, 2019. So I had no idea. How are the women? Uh, Zach, you wouldn't know. <laughs> Zach, how are the women in Puerto but, Rico? But it is important. Like every I time know. I think about traveling, especially like Europe and stuff, it's like, 
well, how do I defend myself? Like, I don't think you're allowed to even carry knives. Nope. Like, Mm-mm. you have to go back to having a pen, you know? Yep. <laughs> yeah, so Puerto Rico has a universal reciprocity with 50 states. I don't know. How, how do you say reciprocity? Say That's it. right. Reciprocity. Oh, reciprocity. 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 <laughs> so Puerto Rico has reciprocity with, <laughs> with all 50 states. Whether or not your state will accept Puerto Rico's permit, eh, we don't know. So you, uh, but this means that vacationers, even those living in gun-restrictive states such as New York and New Jersey, may bring their lawfully owned firearm on vacation with them in Puerto Rico. As nice. Long, as long as they have a valid concealed carry license or LTC from Texas, uh, travelers should should always be sure to check and comply with the latest airline and TSA regulations before bringing their firearm to the airport. Man, Puerto Rico. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hey, this is AWR Hawkins of Breitbart News, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so it's a beautiful day in downtown Austin, Texas. Overlooking the skyline there. Man, I can see the Austonian. I can see, what's the Jingle Building? What's their real name? Independent. The Independent, the Jingle Building. I love that building. I love looking at it. I don't want to be in it, but I like looking at it. All right, so we're going to bring it to the conversation. James McCoy, he's with Urban Shop Shooters. He's out of the D.C., Maryland area. James McCoy, welcome to Come and Talk It, sir. Hey, Mike and guests, how's everybody today? Doing good, doing good. What you got going on this day? Hey, Mike, you know, down here in downtown Springdale, Maryland, I'm probably about 15 minutes from the D.C. line. You know, in our city, or tri-area, because D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, they're all a stone throw away, we're noticing something strange. And it seems that a lot of people from the state of Texas who are gun owners are bringing their guns illegally into the nation's capital. And I wanted to know what was your take on that. Why are they bringing their – you know, honestly, I don't know because you shouldn't know better. It's, it's the it's the nation's capital. We all know that guns are illegal there. So you can be – I want to say you can be convicted, you know, charged and convicted of a felony for even doing that. So I don't know why a person would actually do that. I think that's pretty crazy. There was a yeah, congressman yeah. who brought a firearm into the House floor after the insurrection, whatever you want to call it, and he I, didn't get into trouble. I, well, I think <laughs> legally because they're, they can actually do it uh-huh. in the building. And um, I don't know about the floor, though, but I know they can actually carry into right. the building. Why, why do why people is that? have more rights than we do? That's yeah, like, interesting. This is, this is because <laughs> you allow them to. That's right. Because you allow them to. Go ahead, go ahead uh, uh, James. Go, 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 Google this, though. Like, I think it was last Wednesday or Thursday of last week uh-huh. where you had a man. He may have been from Austin, Texas. And um, he was going to the vice president's house, which is located near the Naval Observatory. And um, he was found to have, I'm not going to say it was an AR-15 because we know the games the media play, but he had a rifle and several guns. And I'm sure being a responsible gun owner coming from the state of Texas, he knows better. Right. I'm just trying to get the logic behind some of the stuff that I'm seeing because this isn't the first time, nor will it probably be the last time that a legal gun owner is breaking the law, bringing their firearms into the nation's capital. Well, it could be a mental illness, you know, you know, <laughs> because we all, you're going to lose your gun rights forever if you do that, especially on the uh, military installation. Well, uh, you're going to lose your gun rights forever. What, what we see is that we know. 
you have a certain group that has been elected to office, and they're looking for every reason to justify banning certain firearms or creating new gun laws where we really don't need them. But yet, it seems like we have people within the gun industry that's in, in the business of helping these people. That, that's what escapes logic to me. Yeah, I think it's important to note there's 50 different states. Every county has different laws. Every state, all the states have different laws, obviously. All the counties, all the municipalities as well. And so it is difficult to know every single, like Mike didn't know you could carry a gun into Puerto Rico and he teaches LTC class for over didn't a decade. Know. Yep. Didn't know. So, I mean, that's just but another reason. But we're talking reason. about the nation's capital, oh, but yeah. not to cut over you. Oh, no, no, definitely. But, you know, like a service like Texas U.S. Law Shield, that's that's what yeah. you do with them. You give them a mm-hmm. call, hey, I'm going to D.C., can I bring my gun, you know, yeah. get shot down easy on that. And we were talking okay. during the break. There was a woman who went to New York City. Uh, TSA let her through. She checked in her gun, all that good stuff. No one at the airport said anything to her, landed with her gun, pulled it out, put it in her purse because she had a license to carry. She was visiting, like, the uh, one of the – what's the big tall tower? Uh, Tower? Empire State Building. Empire State Building, and she saw a sign that said no guns, so she pulled it out and said, hey, where do I check in my gun because there's no guns here? And then she was, you know, arrested, charged with felonies as well. There is definitely plenty of ignorance around the law for gun owners. Yeah, and then what about Shanine? Uh, you, remember, you remember that story, right? Exactly. Shanine Allen, she's a good friend of mine. Right. But the, 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 the root of the evil that I see it goes back to people that's angry about an election. And some of these people just refuse to accept the outcome, and they're willing to not just jeopardize their gun rights, but the gun rights of millions of other responsible, legally armed citizens. So, right, because what you're saying is by them doing this, this is going to affect, this could possibly affect the entire country. We're, we all can pay for this because they're doing something stupid. Exactly. It's just like I'm from Washington, D.C. When I was a little boy, you could go up to the Capitol. You could look through the window and see the alcohol that the congressmen and senators drank while they were on break or doing whatever they do. You could walk to the White House, climb up on the gate, yell at the president, whatever have you. Now, when you go in Washington, D.C., you would think that you were in Mogadishu, Iraq, if there was ever such a place, because you have National Guard. You have checkpoints. You have people that are so afraid that if a car backfires, everybody wants to get down and take, cut, take cover because they think some nut job is there to use his gun in an act of violence. Or and the gun community hasn't said anything. Okay. So this guy in D.C., he was on the uh, Naval Observatory grounds. Um, Secret Service came up to him. He didn't have any guns on him, and he said that he needed help and wondered if President Joe Biden could help him. And then the Secret Service member searched his car and found guns in there. Going to Joe Biden for mental help? Hmm. Number one, Joe Biden doesn't live on the Naval Observatory grounds. The vice president does. Any, My son knows Joe Biden lives at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Come on, man. Well, this guy's from San Antonio, so I don't think he has the same uh, D.C. knowledge that you may. 
So what are you saying? He doesn't take history. Everybody knows the president lives at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. You're trying to get, Come you, on, yeah, man. You're trying to get a, the, the benefit of the doubt that, you know, that you're dealing with a, a, an intelligent person. You, you're not get, thinking that maybe he's this a guy's gun just, owner, Mike. Come he, on, man. He's uh, a responsible uh, gun he's, owner he's still, from the good, God-loving, gun-friendly so state of Texas. He still could be I ignorant. Mean, from, um, yeah. With all due respect, I know the White <laughs> House is where the president lives, but I had no clue as uh I don't know my streets in Washington, D.C., so that was complete geography gibberish to me. Matthew, how do you not know that? Because my geography of most states, other than Texas, currently is kind of foggy. Besides, I lived in Maryland. I never lived in D.C., so I didn't really need to know the street names in Washington, D.C. All we know is man, it's 511 and OU How many TV programs have they made with the president's address? Come on, man. Not I understand it. we want to take up for our brothers in arms, but it comes a point where responsible gun owners have to say enough is enough. Yeah, but people don't, you know, get exposed to the White House and that kind of information on TV shows like Maury, Povich, you know, stuff like that. So, again, there's that assumption that people are actively taking personal responsibility for all of their actions, their thoughts, and all that. And it, that's just not true. We've seen it time and time again over the past four years and over millennia since, since the invention of humans. Okay, so with that in mind, then, why do we have a Second Amendment? Like, we either have it or we don't. And, like, I think that the, 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 the caller's question should be kind of put back to the caller. And we should say to him, why should someone not have the right to carry an AR-15 wherever they damn well please? If you're a law-abiding citizen, you're a law-abiding citizen. Why is it that we're confining this idea of Second Amendment? Why are you putting asterisks there? You're either for Second Amendment Because or there are laws that say you can't. You have to obey the law. There's a law that says in order to buy a gun... You must first yeah, have but, a but you, you understand, check, right? like you, you, what, what you're saying is kind, it is quite odd. Is that like if someone isn't breaking, if someone isn't breaking the law and they're just simply in possession of a weapon in a certain area, like what, what why, why, like you, you again, you're either for the Second Amendment, in which case you're allowed to own a weapon and wherever you are, like, wherever in any public property you're allowed to carry a weapon, whether it's your house, you're on, you're out in the street. Now, what you're doing is you're adding asterisks to the Second Amendment. Now, you either no, support no, no. the Second Amendment or you e every don't, gun but owner, you can't have it both ways. Every gun owner who goes through training learns the words responsible gun ownership. No, but you, okay, so you, how, about, how about you explain to me what responsible gun ownership is? Because there seems to be have different opinions on that matter. I think the key is you just said training, has training. And that's just not right. true of every gun owner. You can go to Academy, buy a gun, and go home and be an idiot all day you want. What's that? It's true, uh, but he's not being a responsible gun owner because he's not obeying the gun laws, number one. And number two, as you said, with training, he hasn't taken the time to get the training necessary to make sure that he remains a law-abiding gun owner. Exactly. Gun, guns, again, if you have in, in the military, it's this word called regulations. You know, regulations is something that some people don't care for, but yet they follow them because regulations are put in place for a reason. We may not agree with them. And we have the right to yeah, but look, elect people in office that yeah, will but, make but laws. No, like you're, you're, you're not. You're, you're arguing two different positions at the same time, and you're not making any sense, not to me and not to the listeners. You're, you're saying, on one hand, that you appear to support the Second Amendment and that people should have the right to bear arms, and I agree with that, and I think everyone in the room agrees with that statement, right? But it appears like you're adding asterisks to that and that there should be caveats to firearm ownership with right, or training or whatever. I don't agree with any of this. Anyone should have the what right country, to possess brother, a weapon. What country are you from? Hold on, let's stop first. Where are you from? <laughs> you say what country? Where, I, I, hear, I hear a touch of an English accent, my friend. No, Where no, are no. You no. From? It, doesn't, it doesn't matter. I've got a Texas driver's it, license. Yes, I've got a does. Texas driver's license, and I've got a Texas license to carry. That's all you need to know. Because here we go again. You're coming to a country where you have a foundation that doesn't appreciate the Second Amendment. 
Yeah, uh, so because you're an immigrant that you... So, yeah, no, no, wait, I'm an immigrant. I moved to this country and I moved away from my family and the culture and my friends. Because but, you're, I, right. I was, I was, but you're a U.S. citizen. No, I came to this country so I could own a firearm. So the, okay. my, accent, my accent and, my, and right. my national heritage is absolutely no bearing so, on this so discussion. You, you, you've integrated into a culture that you may not completely I, I, understand. I don't, think, I don't think I have integrated into it very well. I think I haven't integrated very well at all. It appears that everybody in America who seems to support Second Amendment doesn't support it whatsoever. You're all hard. You're all half support the second amendment no one is full open ownerships that to, to firearms and that even you yourself now you're calling into a firearm show oh, and you're advocating you're ad, no you're advocating for restrictions for firearms. ownership of firearms but we believe that it should be but yeah precisely you said, you said yeah but 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 and you're using this word reasonable Ain't no you're, you're, but, you're, you're using you're, you, you said the word but sir you're using linguistic sleight of hand and you're arguing two positions at once do you want full no, no, unrestricted firearms do you do you want I'm no, answer my sense. question sir do you want full unrestricted firearms ownership or do you want restricted firearms ownership it's a very simple question do you support the Second Amendment or you do not? Who said Second Amendment didn't have re a restrictions, number one? Shall, uh, not, be shall not be infringed, sir. Shall not be infringed, and it does not yeah. grant anything That's to the it. people. It restricts the government from putting any kind of limitations on ownership so, or so, operation. Well, so hold that thought. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. We come back. Hold that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We come back from the break. We'll, we'll answer those questions. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Yo, what's going on guys, it's Jack Jones here and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're having a gun debate between the pro-Second Amendment community. And you were saying what when we went to the break? So, yeah, no, I was just uh, discussing with the listener that um, I wanted the listener to perhaps um, clarify his position on the Second Amendment. Um, because the, the, the Second Amendment is very clear. Um, and I don't think there's much of... Um, it's very clear. In the, it says, um, shall not be infringed. Yet it appears that our caller is very eager for infringements on the Second Amendment. So perhaps he could just clarify his position. May I speak? Yes, sir. Go for it. All right. Let me first let you know that it really doesn't matter because we're all American here. But I happen to be African-American of African descent. Yeah, you and me, bro. And when the Second Amendment was created in 1791, sir, it yep. was not applied equally to my race. Uh, so okay. you can say shall not be infringed all you want. But there was a whole race of people. Many had fought in the Revolutionary How? War against your people, which is the reason why you have a Second Amendment, because your people came to this country to take guns away from the so-called Americans yeah. because they didn't want the Americans to gain the freedom that we all share today. Okay, well, first things first is that, um, just to make sure that you're aware, despite my accent, I'm actually African-American myself. So I'm, from, I'm okay, Jamaican. Okay, well, I don't so, know. No, no, that, that, no, that, that's fine. Understand no, 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 the country, no, 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 yeah, hold on, no, no, no. The country that you come from. Yeah, yeah no, and no. if you were around, hold on, this is what I'm saying, Mr. Shall Not Be Infringed. Hold no, on. Yeah, carry on. Because you want to say that 1791, when this draft, or this law was written, mm -hmm. that it was applicable or applied to everybody, is absolute nonsense. No, no. Okay, so I think there's, I think there's a difference in what you're saying there. Is that again, wh whether the government e applied the Second Amendment equally to everybody, or whether it actually does ma ma uh, 
uh, the Second Amendment does apply to everybody. It's two different things. Okay. Now, the, I didn't very, have very much faith in the government, regardless, to protect my rights. That's Brother, why. It no, was no, 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 no. Excuse me, sir. No, you, you will be silent while I you will be silent while I respond to you. Okay. You, that, you, there, there, there has to be a back and forth. You can't speak over me. I gave you the benefit of the doubt. I let you speak, and now you will let me speak. Okay. Now, like I say, is that what what you're stating here is that the government may not have given black people um, full Second Amendment rights, and that's obviously wrong, and I wouldn't support that. But the fact of the matter is, is that my Second Amendment rights transcends the government. Okay, my right to defend myself is not secured by the U.S. government. It's not secured by some paperwork that's up in Washington. Okay, my Second Amendment right is the fact that I have a right to defend myself wherever, as long as I'm in um, somewhere I'm lawfully allowed to be. Right. So you you saying that the government didn't apply equally to start with, therefore it it's never going to be equal. It's never going to be applied equally or fairly in the future. Seems somewhat defeatist and almost kind of proves the fact that your argument is wrong. Like again, you either want to you you as a you know you either fully support the Second Amendment or you don't. And I'm very May much I ask I'm a very much uh, far away. Yeah. Are you a gun owner? I am. I'm carrying one right now. Okay. Did you go through the process of a background check? Um, yes, I did. Okay. And since you're saying shall not be infringed. Yes. Is a background check not an infringement? Yes, in it, it absolutely is. Thinking? Absolutely it is. Yeah, yeah. Background checks are absolutely morally wrong. Okay. I mean, the difference is like ideology on principle, right? And actual practicality and how it's being, you know, implemented. Those are never going to be the same. I want full freedom, full freedom in America. That doesn't give me the right to run around <laughs> naked and, you know, touch people, whatever, right? No, 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 no. But, so but you've, used some, you've no, used some sleight of hand there because there's a very big difference about <laughs> you being free to walk around naked, which I fully support your right to do, FYI, yeah. and you touching someone up. There's a difference there. Correct. Because, no, no, but, but, so you can't just mishmash them together in your argument like you just did there. They're two very different things. So let's remove the touching, and, yeah. And and with regard to... I like the touching. <laughs> remove the touching! <laughs> I would like to take back the touching, please. <laughs> Officer? <laughs> it's been two years since I've been touched. <laughs> I was just getting into this conversation. This is very good. Hey, okay. check this out. I don't know your name, my English brother. But yeah. he, he's my son, Anthony. His son is my... Uh, he's my son, Anthony. If American right... Let's go back to the history of the Second Amendment, right? Yeah. You had this thing called the, the British um, Bill of Rights, right? Uh-huh. This is where it gets its foundation from. Uh, uh, yeah. So if we're going to look at it in its entirety, right, mm -hmm. where it says a well-regulated militia being necessary to maintain a free state, yes. that part quite often in the gun community is left out, right? No, only I don't think so. It is relevant. Only, right. The only thing that you mentioned is shall not be in France, Right. No, again, like again, you're, I think I think you're you're mixing two arguments here. The 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 um the the, the militia part of the Second Amendment is what's caused a uh, a qualifying clause, I believe, in legal terms, and it is basically to say that that with the with, uh, understanding the fact that a, a militia is needed to secure a free state, the right of the people to bear arms shall not be infringed. If you look at any of the contemporary writings of the time, anything over, around the time of the signing of the Declaration of Independence uh, or uh, under signing of our Constitution, there was absolutely no one, there was no prominent thinker or, or political writer who was advocating um, that, that, that the freedom, that firearms should only be restricted to, um, to militias. No. It, it was, but, it was on, always no, 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 no. that. But my, my point is, so we got to understand the origin of the law, where it came from. Yeah, no, precisely. Right? We just explained Concept. that. We just explained that. And we've just, okay, we just, hold I on, just... No, no, no. And, and, and then after we understand the origin of the law... We have to understand the need for it. What's, what's it Why no, did no, Americans the, feel that they had to have a Second Amendment? 
okay, we, we need the Second Amendment because we need the right to defend ourselves. And if you take away the Second Amendment... From who and what? What, sorry? From who, from who and what? So, let's, let's so there's, two, there's two reasons let's, let's why... One second. Let's, there's two reasons why we want to defend ourselves. There's what I call mm -hmm. the immediate tyranny, which is, say, if I'm walking down the street and I get mugged by uh, someone or you know, gang or whatever, which is, like, you know, just interpersonal. And then there's what I call the more larger tyranny, which is the fact that my government may want to oppress me. It's for those two reasons um, that we have so, Second Amendment so rights. So, wrong. Here we go again. <laughs> when the founding fathers... Elaborate. Expe expe explain, to, made, explain to the listeners and, and everyone else here why when, I'm wrong. When, when the founding fathers saw a need to make the se Second Amendment in the year 1791, mm -hmm. they also had a rebellion mm -hmm. that was going on in this land that we know as hate. Right? They understood that they didn't have a standing army to defend the newly acquired territory that they just stole from the British. Because in the country you come from, they look at the founding fathers as terrorists. And thieves, yeah, no, no, right? no, I understand exactly where you're coming from. I mean, again, so, I understand where you're coming from, but again, I don't understand how that applies to our, our idea of rights. Is that my, uh, that no, no, a no, right is, is a right. So if we know that the British came to take away guns because they didn't want the Americans to have a rebellion, of course, in their laws, they had to put in, it, in those laws that guns could not be taken away. No, that, that, that's, not, that's, that's not correct. So, so again, like, like again, th this circling back to the original part of your call is that oh, you're, no, 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 you've had your, no, you've had your time, and now, and now I'm going to talk. Okay, that this original part of the call was you saying you wanted to restrict, or you, you believe that some people shouldn't be able to travel to certain places with rifles. Okay, now you've now you, you seem to be advocating all these restrictions to the Second Amendment and saying that we've always had these restrictions and, and that there's always will be restrictions. And I think that I'm coming from this position by saying, no, there's a fundamental right and the government is infringing on my, on my right to possess a firearm. Now, whether, whether you think there has been restrictions in the past or whether you think there should be in the future, like that's, that's, not, re that's not really a debate here. The fact of the matter is, right. is that I have so, a right which far transcends the Constitution or our government. This isn't a matter of... Oh, here we go again. In English law... Do you realize they had a gunpowder law? You have to wait. Excuse me. You have to understand. Just to be, clarify my position, oh, no, 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 here, no, no. I don't actually. What, what I'm trying to get you to see is a roadmap because I'm sure since you're from that country, you understand. When we look at the term militia, right? Right. If you look at what qualified one to be a militia, they had to be from a certain age, right? No, no. The, the, I, we've already. Sorry, no. We've already dealt with this militia argument, okay? And I'm not going to go rehash it again, okay? The Second Amendment was I, not I, I've originally never designed to before about this argument, no, we, and I'm again, sure there are no, people have, out there that will go back just, and research what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm sure so they will. Even, if they, they will, and they'll understand that you're very, very much wrong, okay? And that, and any of our listeners are more than are more than willing. I say, go out, and you can find me any text. Which 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 limits the any find any contemporary writer of the time in which where the constitution was signed, which says that firearms ownership should only be restricted to militias. It I should, never it said should... firearms ownership. Okay, so why are you bring up the militia argument? Because it's not relevant. Because it's part of the Second Amendment, sir. It's in writing. <laughs> right, Doesn't say, it say, say James, oh, well, James, yeah. look, we got we got like uh, fifteen seconds. Can you go ahead and give me something in closing in fifteen seconds? Hey, but look, the gun community in this country powerful. Rich people, poor people, we all love our guns. We have a handful of nuts because they're still mad about them in election okay. that are doing dumb things with firearms that's going to cost the rights of millions of people who are doing the right thing. All right. And then what, what you got to say in 10 seconds? Go, 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 go. So uh, what I would say is that, you know, the Second Amendment is very clear. It says shall not be infringed. And you as you, I, I don't believe you are actually a gun supporter. If you support guns, you support full access to firearms. That means no background checks. That means fully automatic weapons. That means any caliber. You either support the Second Amendment or you don't.
So if you could, please park USS Missouri in my backyard along with USS Texas and one Peacekeeper ICBM. Thank you. America. <laughs> As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You listen, come and talk it with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.